That's our lead story tonight and special coverage across the channel. Maharashtra's worst drought in decades has left large parts of the state, especially Maratwada, and thousands of people parched. Our special report on that tonight. Also on the show this evening, Press Council of India Chairman Justice Katchi joins us. He says Arun Jaitley must answer on his double standards. He claims he's expressing his opinion as a common citizen of India is not politically biased. Also, online outrage over the blocking of 73 URLs to anti the Business Institute IIPM by a Gwalior District Court. Is this an unprecedented threat to freedom of speech or is it Rindam Chaudhary within his legal rights? Join the debate at 9.30 tonight. But first, tonight's top headlines. Four members of Virappan's gang won't be hanged till at least Wednesday. The Supreme Court agrees to hear their plea on Wednesday that it's wrong to hang them after a delay of almost a decade. The government in court says the plea shouldn't be entertained as killing 22 policemen is a serious crime against the state. The Prime Minister says he is ready to discuss the controversial Augusta Westland chopper deal in Parliament. Meanwhile, British Prime Minister David Cameron speaking to NDTV says this is between India and Italy. Britain has got no request to interrogate an alleged British middleman in the deal, but Augusta Westland are good helicopters. I haven't received an approach, but any approach we get will obviously cooperate with in full. We have independent prosecuting authorities in the UK, the Serious Fraud Office and others. We also have in the UK a very strong anti-bribery law, which we introduced under my government. It's one of the toughest anywhere in the world. Italian prosecution sources speak exclusively to NDTV, say they have strong evidence against former Air Chief Marshal Tiagi, deny however that they have any evidence against other Indians at the moment. The confrontation between India and the Maldives, a lower court issues a warrant asking for former President Nasheed to be produced. He is currently under Indian custody at its embassy. India so far has refused to give him up. It's Congress versus Congress as its MP in its shocking remarks against the rape victim of Sudanelli says that women who get benefits then cry rape when they don't. The Congress spokesperson, Renika Chaudhary, says she doesn't agree with these remarks, whether it's Congress or BJP. ये कांग्रेस और भाजपा की बात नहीं है सामाजिक तौर से हमारे लोग ऐसे सोचते हैं अपनी विचार वैसी होती है so the Congress embarrassed there yet again. But moving now to our lead story. Maharashtra's worst drought in decades has left large parts of the state, especially in Maratwada, and thousands of people parched. Tejas Mehta has a special report. A drought that's worse than the famine of 1972. That's how Union Agriculture Minister and the NCP's tallest leader, Sharad Pawar, described the severity of the water crisis and the drought in Maharashtra's Marathwada region. We're just now about 20 kilometers from the city of Aurangabad near a village called Chokha. And wherever you go, this is all that you get to see. A landscape that's completely barren. The earth, the vegetation, people, animals, all thirsting for water when actually there's very little even to drink. Saal ke baad mein 
आपका परिवार अभी भी वहाँ है कोई लोग नहीं नहीं हम तो सिटी में आ गए अब वापस आ गए खेती छोड़ दिया नो वॉटर नो वर्क Farmers, rich and poor, defeated in spirit, with just nothing to do. अभी कमाते क्या हो? कितने कितना कमाते हैं? कुछ भी नहीं धंधा ही नहीं ना करो कमाने को। बात काम बात सब बात है ना ये बात है। सरकार का तो काम होता था वो मंदरेगा में। कौन सा भी नहीं सरकार का भी नहीं कौन सा भी नहीं। बैठे हैं घरों पे। Taps ran dry here last November. Villagers say in the month of February too, this lake is to be full with water right till here. Today, all you have is that tiny pool. Most of the livestock has been sent away. Cows too weak to even till land. One of the biggest problems in this part of Maharashtra is that farmers have moved from traditional crops to cash crops like cotton and sugarcane, which are both water intensive. And that too in a region which is known as the rain shadow, where there is hardly any precipitation. And so, when there is a drought, this is what happens, total destruction. पवार साहब आप खेती करते हैं ये कपास का है कॉटन का प्लांट है ये इतना ही छोटा रहता है नहीं छह फुट होता है तो इतना छोटा क्यों रह गया क्या हुआ है बारिश की वजह से ये रह है आप क्या कर सकते हैं आप कोई पैसे नहीं मिल रहे शासन बोलता ये करता वो तो शासन कोई दे रहे नहीं और शासन ने बोले थे की कोई पैसे देंगे कोई दे रहे नहीं क्या शासन का कोई उपयोग अनडाउटेडली इट इज ए टोटल फेल्यूर इट इज ए लार्जली मैन मेड सिचुएशन एंड ट्रिगर्ड बाई दी रॉन्ग पॉलिसी एंड दिस इज ओनली फेब्रुअरी कम द स्कॉचिंग समर वन वंडर्स हाउ मेनी विल स्टे बैक टू फाइट दिस कलामिटी विद कैमरा पर्सन दिनेश हराले इन औरंगाबाद तेजस मेहता फॉर एन and that's what makes that 70000 crore figure spent on irrigation so hard to swallow ndtv will keep tracking the maharashtra doubt we'll focus on news that matters but let's go across now from maharashtra live to milan where sunetra choudhry joins us sunetra a huge exclusive for the first time you've actually spoken to prosecution sources who prepared that damaging report which is being quoted here what did they tell you Well, it's interesting because first of all, they said that it had become because Finn Mechanica is 30% owned by the government, so they said it's become very politically sensitive. So that is why they couldn't come on record. However, because the kind of uh, controversy it has generated in India, we put across several questions to them, to which they gave specific answers. Sonia, first of all, the thing that uh, what S P Tyagi, the former air chief, his denials and him saying that you know they are saying in 2010 was when the deal was signed, 2007 was when I was. Retired, so it isn't possible. The prosecution sources told us very specifically that even though we can't counter everything because it's subjudice, but mm -hmm. we can tell you that we have wiretap evidence against him in Italy. Wiretap and taped transcripts are admissible in court. So he said there's wiretap evidence and other evidence as well, specifically against SP Tiagi, and they said that he was involved in changing the requirements. That's on the record. That's completely confirmed from prosecution sources. Second. Question yes. was us trying to clear, clarify who the family is because we asked the prosecution that you have said in one place you talk about the brothers Tiagi, in another place you talk about the family, and yet the amounts paid off to both of them are different. So who is the family? And to that, the prosecution sources said, "Well, no, we're just talking about the Tiagi family for now." Uh, of course, our follow-up question was uh, the allegation back in India is that something this big, such a huge. scam in india this huge contract couldn't have come without right. political backing so have you found the involvement of any other indians or 
any other politicians to which they said we don't want to clip a clean chit but for the moment only the tyagi family including air chief uh, is involved and that's what we're looking at but we're looking for more italian politicians and perhaps indian politicians or other indians as well right sunetra so there an important update there uh, from prosecution sources but the cbi team arriving there soon so let's see what emerges what documents actually get if any given that natalian court so far has ruled that they shouldn't get that but sunetra choudhry thanks very much for that live update uh, from milan uh, moving now to news and to debates that are creating controversy here and it's a war of words that became worse today with the congress and the bjp coming to verbal blows over press council chairman justice kachu Justice Kachu, meanwhile, on the offensive, saying it is now time for Arun Jaitley to take sannyas. Mr. Jaitley had attacked him, saying that he was politically biased because of his recent article against Gujarat Chief Minister Narendra Modi. He is using words like nonsense, like rubbish, which are, you know, which is a language which is not used by a judge. so what kind of judge shri kharju was i don't know but i i'm convinced that he does not deserve to be the chairman of an important body wo criticize karne ki sabko chhoot hai lekin kharju ko nahi hai isliye ki wo press council ka adhyaksh hai justice kharju has raised the issues the developmental issues of gujarat is it because he owes his raj sabha seat to mr narendra modi that mr Arun Jaitley feels that he should uh, defend Mr Narendra Modi Arun Jaitley accusing Justice Kadju of being pro Congress and demanding that he be sacked In an article critical of Narendra Modi Justice Kadju compared the Gujarat riots to Nazi Germany and said I do not buy the story that Mr Modi had no hand in the events of 2002 BJP's Arun Jaitley hit back saying his attacks on non-congress government seem more in the nature of thanksgiving to those who provided him with a post retirement job i demand mr arun jetty's resignation so in fact he should resign and take up sanyas he not fit to be in politics mr arun jetty forgets when that when nda government was in power and mr arun jetty was law minister there were large number of appointments of retired judges to various posts there is one justice rama joyce who after retirement was appointed governor of bihar and presently he is raj sabha member on bjp ticket so what is uh, what nonsense is arun jetly talking narendra modi tweeted justice kadju looks at gujarat with a jaundiced eye Not just Congress and BJP. Now the Janata Dal United has also come out strongly on Justice Kachu in his statements. When you resort to personal opinion as fact stated publicly, then you act upon it in your capacity as press council chief. I am afraid you are blurring the lines between both jurisdiction and personal opinion. Joining me this evening is the chairman of the Press Council of India retired justice Markande Kachu thank you sir for joining me at the heart of the current debate sir is Mr Arun Jaitley and the BJP's uh, comment now that if you wish to get involved in political debate or comment on politics you must resign from your post which they say is a quasi judicial one what would you say in response sir I think Mr Arun Jaitley should resign from politics altogether and take up sanyas he he 
twists facts, he misstates facts, he has uh, said that I have only criticized uh, non-Congress governments, when the truth is I have very often criticized Congress governments, like in that Facebook, um, and that um, Shaheen girl's um, arrest case, and in the uh, Asim Trivedi's case, I criticized the uh, Maharashtra government, I criticized the uh, Chief Minister of uh, Himachal Pradesh, who is the Congress Chief Minister for uh, telling a media person that he will break his camera. I criticized the Delhi government uh, for uh, harassing Iftikhar Jilani and his family, and also uh, when the Delhi gang rape uh, agitation was taking place, many media persons were attacked by the yes. police. I criticized the Delhi government, which is a Congress government. So Mr. Arun Jetli has twisted, completely uh, uh, twisted facts and said, I only criticize non-Congress government. Look at the, look at the way, and look at the language he has used, call me megalomaniac, and his friend uh, uh, Rudy has called me a vagabond. Look at the low level to which these people can go. No, but... Using foul, foul language. No, but uh, Justice uh, Karchu, uh, you're, you're targeting Arun Jetina, but some would say, sir, that you have gone beyond your brief in a sense. Are you commenting on this entirely in your personal capacity on Mr. Modi's uh, government, on the comparison the BGP says that you made between Mr. Modi and uh, the times of Hitler? Is this in your personal capacity completely? Yes, let me reply in a little detail. Mm -hmm. I am not only Chairman of Press Council of India. I am also a citizen of India and become, by becoming chairman press council, I do not cease to be a citizen of India. I often make statements uh, about the press, uh, where press freedom has been violated, whether by Congress government or non-Congress government. That is in my capacity as chairman of press council. Mm -hmm. But I also make statements on other issues, non-press issues, uh, which are of public importance as a responsible citizen of India. I have a right to do so. You have also a right to do so. And a duty to do. Everybody has a right to do so. We are concerned about our country. And uh, uh, this uh, campaign which was being whipped up, that Modi is the modern uh, Moses, the Messiah who will lead the Indian people yes. into a land of milk and honey. Development is taking place everywhere in Gujarat. See, I had to clarify because the people of India were being misguided. Uh, but sir, I think your point yes, is that uh, you do not give up your rights to freedom of expression as a citizen of India. But yes. let me just quote what Mr. Jaitley and the BGP's argument is. That as chairman of the press council, you discharge a statutory job. This requires fairness, impartiality and political neutrality. When, as even as a citizen of India, you express views like this, wouldn't it be that tomorrow if you are expressing a view on, say, press freedom in Gujarat, Mr. Modi would be within his rights to consider that you are biased against him. Listen, as regards the COSI judicial functions of the press council, they are exercised when some complaint comes against some media person or media house or some media person complains against uh, some authority, mm -hmm. we adjudicate upon it. Now that is the uh, uh, function of the press council in its judicial capacity. Apart from that, there is a duty of the uh, press council under the Press Council Act to uphold media freedom and uphold high standards of journalism. Mm -hmm. So I often make comments about the uh, media where I uh, feel that media freedom is being threatened. And in addition, I also make comments on non-media issues which are of public importance where I feel that as a responsible citizen, I should speak out. This, this is a very important issue that whether, whether the, uh, uh, that what is the real uh, uh, criteria for development. 
is it raising the standard of living of the 80-90% poor masses or is it giving concession, concessions to big business houses? What but is the test of... Uh, uh, and people were being befooled by this propaganda but, but, which was but, but, uh, launched but, but, so, at home. Uh, yes, but uh, sir, when you, were, when you were a sitting Supreme Court judge, you may have held similar views, but you would not have expressed them because you were a sitting Supreme Court judge. Don't the same standards of conduct apply in a sense now when you are still occupying a statutory position? No, because uh, the uh, uh, sitting Supreme Court judges' uh, uh, post is very different from chairman of press council. For instance, a sitting Supreme, uh, Supreme Court has, uh, judges have got power of contempt of court. I don't have power of contempt of court. They are very different uh, functions. And it is my duty to speak out on matters where I feel the uh, nation is being misguided that uh, um, development means giving concession to big business houses. It is said that um, Mr. Modi's uh, government is uh, friend, uh, uh, friendly to business. Now, are businessmen the only humans living in India? Are farmers not citizens of India? Are workers not uh, human living in India? Are employees not um, human beings living in India? Only businessmen. No. So, business-friendly government means uh, that that all prosperity will now come to so India. This is the propaganda which, the which is being done and people are being... People are being befooled by this propaganda because I am sorry to say people don't uh, think deeply about this issue. The real test is, is the standard of living of the masses rising or not? On that, Mr. Modi is a miserable failure. There is very high infant mortality rate in Gujarat, very high women's maternity death rate in Gujarat. 57% uh, people of Gujarat are below the poverty line, particular, particularly in tribal in areas, scheduled castes, This isn't OBCs. just about your article against Mr. Modi. It's an, uh, it's an, it raises a larger issue of what Mr. Jaitley points out. He's saying that you've become more Congress than the Congress. He's accused you of being politically not neutral. He said that the problem is that judges are being influenced, uh, as he's quoted uh, to say, that the retired judges must remember that the rental for occupying a Latin's bungalow post-retirement has to be political neutrality, not political participation. Do you feel you're a political participant now as you've taken on Mr. Jaitley as well, saying that he should take sannyas? Mr. Jaitley is talking nonsense and rubbish. When NDA government was in power and Mr. Jaitley was uh, a union law minister, there were dozens of appointments of uh, 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 retired judges. On uh, Even uh, many were appointed on um, the post of governors. I can name many of them and I, I don't want to comment about those persons. Doesn't the, why did Mr. Jetley not resign from BJP at that time if he feels so strongly that uh, retired judges should not be given any appointment then when in, under NDA government when he was a law minister appointments were being made of uh, retired judges on various posts why Mr. Jetley in all fairness should have resigned from BJP and said this is a useless party. A, a very bad party which makes appointments of retired at that time Mr. Jetley was very silent he but did not speak out practice, at all sir, now suddenly look at, one minute, should, look at yes. the look at the double stand look, look at the double standards of Mr. Jetley when he was in power then appointments of retired judges are very good and when uh, another party is in power then retirement uh, appointment of retired judges is very bad look at the double standards of this man but this man feel, twist, sir, as you know he is not fit for politics do you feel as a principle Mr. it is Jetley not a good precedent for it, that retired judges should not be given uh, assignments like this? Do you feel as a principle? Listen, I am not talking principle. I am saying this was the practice of all governments. Justice J.S. Verma, 
जस्टिस के जी बालकृष्णन वर अपॉइंटेड आफ्टर रिटायरमेंट एज चेयरमैन नेशनल ह्यूमन राइट कमीशन रिसेंटली जस्टिस डी के जैन हैज बीन अपॉइंटेड सुन आफ्टर रिटायरमेंट एज सुप्रीम कोर्ट जज एज चेयरमैन ऑफ लॉ कमीशन जस्टिस स्वतंत्र कुमार सुन आफ्टर रिटायरमेंट एज सुप्रीम कोर्ट जज हैज बीन अपॉइंटेड चेयरमैन ऑफ ग्रीन ट्राइब्यूनल देर आर हंड्रेड्स ऑफ सच अपॉइंटमेंट आदर यू अबॉलिश द होल सिस्टम बट द फैक्ट इज दैट फॉर लास्ट फोर्टी फिफ्टी ईयर्स Uh, 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 supreme retired supreme court judges and high court judges have been uh, appointed to various tribunals and other body it's yes. not me why make an exception out of, out of me as if a, a, a great uh, 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 wrong has been done by me, appointing me chairman press council and i can tell you yes. this post of chairman press council by convention has always gone to a retired supreme court judge so why single me out as if i i i am a devil or something and getting a post retirement appointment why why have you not spoken out when so many other judges after retirement the hundreds of them have got appointments no, mr jetley got them appointed no, but mr that's... jetley was the minister when he when those were appointed so many were appointed at but... that time he was very happy it was a very good thing now suddenly it is a very bad thing the job has become more about creating controversy rather than focusing on your brief do you think in a sense that as press council or chairman you should limit your brief to issues that affect freedom of the press ways to improve standards rather than comment on other uh, uh, political issues that are happening in the country and in states first of all let me tell you that uh, when i criticized mamta banerjee it was on specific issue that she had got that jadavpur professor uh, mahapatra arrested because he had posted some cartoon on the uh, on the net i cr- criticized her for that i criticized her for getting arrested that farmer shiladit chaudhary who had only asked a question in a public meeting that you have not kept your election promises mm-hmm. and she branded him as a maoist and got him arrested i criticized her because these were totally uh, uh, acts against the civil liberties of citizens again uh, regarding nitish kumar let me tell you since you have asked i had gone to patna about one year back and a large number of journalists came and met me and said that there is no media freedom in in bihar if we write anything against the bihar government we'll either lose our jobs or get transferred advertisement will stop you can inquire from anybody in any case i appointed a three member committee yes. to inquire into the uh, this these allegations that committee took about one year has recently submitted its report and found the allegations um, uh, correct uh it is not my report mr jetley has uh, uh, twisted again uh, um, by saying that it is my report against the bihar it's not my is the report of the committee which i had appointed they have gave, i had nothing to do after making appointing the committee i had nothing to do with that committee so saying that i am against the bihar government is all false sir but the other comment that you made in your article in the Hin- in the hindu again as a retired supreme court judge you have said that mr modi has uh, his supporters say that he's not been found guilty by any court of law i do not want to comment on a judiciary but i certainly do not buy the story as a retired supreme court judge sir when you say i do not want to comment on a judiciary does it imply a lack of faith in a judgment or in a finding by the supreme court no it is not a question of lack of faith but because the matter is still pending in the trial court you know the supreme court has recently set aside the order of the 
<coughs> trial court uh, discharging um, Mr. Modi and uh, remanded the matter to the trial court for a fresh consideration of the protest petition of Zakia Jafri, the widow of Ehsan Jafri, who had been brutally murdered. He was a former member of parliament. He, uh, he was dragged out from his house, stripped naked, his limbs chopped off by, with swords and burnt alive. And a large number of people in that colony were burnt alive. And that house was just uh, one kilometer from the nearest police station and less than two kilometers from the office of the police commissioner Ahmedabad. Sir, but the question I asked you is what, when you said the statement, I do not want to comment on a judiciary, doesn't that imply in a sense that you're not very happy with what uh, the judiciary has decided or what the Supreme Court has decided, the fact that there is no, so far there is no case against Mr. Narendra Modi at all. And that's an SIT, a Supreme Court appointed investigative committee, which has said this. Listen, the um, um, cases of 2002, after 10 years, uh, more, more than 10 years, the matter just remanded for the, the case has not even begun. I am sorry, this is uh, unfortunate that our, in our judiciary there is so much delay in getting justice. This is, everybody knows. So, a case of 2002, it, it is now remanded to the trial court with where the, now the protest petition of Zakia Jafri will be entertained, considered, maybe trial will begin and God knows how many, another 10-15 years it will take. So, see this um, delay defeats justice. So, that is what I have said that, but I am saying that it is very difficult to believe that Mr. Uh, uh, it is, I find it difficult to believe that Mr. Modi was unaware of what was going on, that he did, had no hand in it. At least I cannot buy this story. Well, but I am not making a final comment because it is matter sub judice, but I find it very difficult to believe this. Sir, finally, as when they've been, there often seems to be so much controversy about your statements. They're often called cartuisms in a way. Your recent statement about India and Pakistan should become a one nation again, where at that time you were called a lunatic by a Pakistani newspaper. Today you have BGP leader Mr. Rajiv Pratap Rudi saying that you're making statements like a vagabond. Why do you make so many controversial statements and how do you react to the personal criticism of you? Listen, I don't care for criticism. I said that Pakistan is no country, it is a fake country artificially created by the British in pursuance of the wicked policy of divide and rule and the nefarious two-nation theory to make Hindus and Muslims fight with each other. It is so transparent. Even a child can see through this whole game which the British has played with us and made us fight with you. And, and I am sure in 20 years time India and Pakistan will reunite under a strong, secular, modern-minded government which will crush religious um, extremism, whether Hindu extremism or Muslim extremism with an iron hand. I have said this, this is my view and I am confident, it, but it will take 20 years uh, to, for that to happen. I say things which I genuinely believe in. I am not a publicity seeker. I don't care what others uh, uh, um, um, feel about it. What my conscience tells me, I will say whether you like it or dislike it. If my conscience tells me, tells me that 2 plus 2 is equal to 4, you may feel very unhappy. Why is it 2, why is two plus 2 is equal to 4? Well, it is 4 whether you like it or dislike it. So I speak what uh, is uh, in my conscience, what is my duty to my country, and that is what I am saying. I am, I am not a publicity seeker. Often I, uh, the statements I make, make makes me very unpopular, mm -hmm. but I have never cared for that. What is my duty and my conscience, I will do whether it makes me popular or unpopular, I am least bothered. Do you feel, sir, that now in the days ahead with the recent unseemly controversy that has erupted, uh, charging you of being uh, politically partisan, are you going to be more careful? on what you say involving political parties and politicians? 
I am not bothered about what these parties say. First of all, this controversy was started by Mr. Arun Jetli. I never started it. <coughs> he made such a vicious attack on me, uh, making all kinds of uh, allegations and using foul language against me. I had never earlier spoken ever in my life against Mr. Arun Jetli or any senior BJP leader. But because he viciously attacked me, I had to re reply back. Why should I take it lying low when he calls me a megalomaniac and all talks all kinds of nonsense and rubbish? And Mr. Arun Jetli should seriously think of leaving politics. He's not cut out. He's not fit for politics. He should be become a sannyasi. He'll be very happy there as a Just sannyasi. Just uh, this battle likely to continue with the BGP asking you to take sannyas as well. But thank you very much, sir, for joining uh, me tonight and expressing I'm your views. I am not going to take any sannyas. Please tell the BJP I will not take sannyas. I am not going to resign. Let them do what they like. Thank you very much uh, for expressing your views as frankly as ever. Thank you, sir. Welcome. Well, from one man in the center of a controversy to another, Arindam Chaudhary of IIPM will be joining us in just a few minutes. But the din over the hugely controversial ban after a court order on over 70 URLs critical of IIPM is refusing to die down. The business institute run by Arindam Chaudhary won a court order from a district court in Gwalior that shut down 73 URLs. This included, however, a UGC one. Today, the government says that it will get this lifted. The Minister of State for HRD, Shashi Tharoor, has tweeted, I have written to Milind Deora asking him to remove the Department of Telecom block on the UGC website. In return, the Minister of State, Milind Deora, tweeted saying, regarding the UGC, I have instructed uh, CERT to coordinate with Shashi Tharoor's office to make sure this is unblocked. <coughs> this was done because of a Gwalior court order. But Rindam Chaudhary here with us in studio says he will fight that because he says actually unblocking the UGC website will be contempt of court. Rindam Chaudhary joins me in studio. I'm also joined by, well, uh, his critics, other people with opinions, other panelists. I'm joined by Professor Yuginder Yadav, who is a commission member of the UGC of the University Grants Commission. I'm also joined by Sohail Seth, a columnist, a managing director of Councilage, and very active online. Rindam Chaudhary, you actually said that you're going to take on the University Grants Commission, you're saying the entire website should be blocked just because... Not at all, not at all, not the entire website. Well, right now, just, that's what just, happened. Oh, that's very unfortunate. If that has happened, that's not what... Just the part with us, because they declared us a fake university, which was a completely false and shameful allegation. But you yourself because at no point of time, we, are, we have said that we are a university, so there's no question of being a fake university. And we went to the High Court, the Delhi High Court said you must immediately remove it, and by chance they also wrote in that order that however you can tell that they are not a university. And taking advantage of that, amongst 50,000 institutes in this country, they keep releasing ads every other week that we are not a university, that's difficult. And if that is defamatory, same shameful. They should do it. No, but in the other institutes who are also not universities, we are not a university. But Rindam Chauti, let me ask you: Can you take on a government statutory body whose job it is to inform students of which institutes and universities are not? Their job. How do you take them on? Their job is to give good education in this country, maintain standard of education, and not touch people whom they are not supposed to touch. We are a private institute. We don't come under UGC. We have never said we are a university. We do not give degree and if we don't give degree and we don't call ourselves university they have no right to talk about us and if they talk about us they should talk about every other institute in the country including ISB. Yuginder Yadav do you agree with this argument? Uh, Rindam Chaudhary very worked up there saying that his fundamental rights are being violated he says by the UGC. Do you agree with that? We'll specifically first on that then I'll go across the larger debate on freedom of I speech. Go ahead. Go, ahead, you, uh, go ahead Professor Yadav. 
No, surely we have different views, uh, Arindam Chaudhary. Go ahead, Professor it. Yadav. Uh, first of all, just a simple. First of all, a simple factual clarification, uh, Sonia. As we speak, I have the UGC website in front of me, mm -hmm. and yes, I can easily read without any problem the notice about IIPM. It's dated July 2012. For anyone who wants to access it, it is on the reports page of the UGC website, and the eighth page on that has it at the top. I can simply read it, July 2012. Unrecognized status of IIPM. It doesn't use the word Unrecognized-status-of-IIPM-it-doesn't-use-the-word-free-quality-quality-quality-quality-quality-quality-quality-quality-quality-quality-quality-quality-quality-quality-quality-quality-quality-quality-quality-quality-quality-quality-quality-
unfairly targeted. He's being unfairly targeted. So uh, let me go across the solution on the matter of the law because in a sense it's unprecedented that a government body, a government statutory body has been taken on uh, by a private institute saying it's not within their brief, it's actually defamatory when they put this on their website. As a legal expert, sir, one of India's uh, finest, what would you say about the situation? Because going beyond UGC, it also extended to, we've seen 73 URLs blocked with no right of reply. The order issued by the Gwale District Court not giving them the right to appear or defend themselves before this decision was taken. And the government went ahead and uh, followed this court order. Go ahead, sir. Well, the obvious thing to do is to carry the court order higher. Absolutely. The court order, to my mind, is rather disproportionate, excessive. But I know the, don't know the full facts, but obviously you can't pass such a blanket order. Take it up higher, and if you are defamed, nothing prevents the party who is defamed from taking appropriate proceedings. It's a question of contempt of court. And I don't understand one thing. I just heard the third clarification given by UGC, and that, from what Dilla has, seems to be quite sensible. Now, with that clarification is taken, then I don't know what is the objection of the other party. Even if the other party is not satisfied with the clarification, approach the court. Actually, we are in the court. In fact, so said, let me get this in because I think in a way. follow the legal remedies. Absolutely, so, so you are right. Let me get this in because is this just about legal remedies and what the legal issue is? Because in that way, you can go to a court, any court in the country not give the other party a right to pry and go ahead and block everything which seems to mention IIPM. Now in this sense, this included satire sites, it included <coughs> news sites, it included, uh, uh, it included I think about five specific uh, news articles as well on this. It included the, the UGC. UGC. It included the UGC yeah. URL. Yeah. How far can this go when this happened during the exodus of Northeasterners from other parts of the country? The government used national security to justify it. What justifies the government actually going ahead with this? The IT Act has a provision. No, I think let's be fair to all the parties concerned. The government acted on a court order, which is a court in Gwalior. So the government has to act on a court order, otherwise it would stand in contempt. This government is already seen contemptuous for other reasons, so they can't certainly stand for contempt because of court of law. A, B, I think Aurindam has a valid limited point. The point is that if the UGC targets any one particular organization, it is grossly unfair. Having said that, I want to address a marketing issue. Sonia, you are very talented and accomplished, so no one will ask you where you studied and what your education is. But I don't think anyone actually, when you say I'm from College A or College B, actually ask you if your, re if your college was recognized by the UGC or the AICTE. Both are dinosaurs that have long lived their existence. But that's a separate matter for the UGC and for Professor Yadav to deal with in his nice rhetorical <laughs> style. Having said that, my personal advice to Arindam would be blocking websites never helps in this country. We are the originators of hacking. People will find a way to get this message across. So the only recourse you have as you rightly said, is to put it down transparently in your prospectus, saying if you want to be recognized, go to a mall. If you want to study, come to my institute. Thank and I you think so much, sir. That is the larger. That sir, is the you larger are absolutely defensive. right, sir. There is a problem here. No, but Arindam, I just want to ask you a question. 
the point is that you've been fighting the UGC in a Delhi High Court for three years. They never actually blocked this URL. Even the government, which Suhail says they were following court, the government itself reversed its own decision and has now let that no, URL be shown. Not, so in that sense, the you government does not the reverse. state of IT saying we no, will unblock no, no, it. Milan has just tweeted that please coordinate with Sashitharu's office. That doesn't mean government has reversed. And if it has reversed, then unfortunately Sonia. it's going to be contempt of court. What's uh, Sonia? I have, a, I, have a, I have a limited point to make. Mm -hmm. The real tragedy of India is we don't have enough institutes of higher education, forget MBA, we don't have enough institutes of higher education in this country, A, B. We've made education a non-profit, non-FDI investable Absolutely. category. If you want to in increase, if you want to increase the education domain in India, you don't have any you don't have any alternative no, except but, uh, just to imagine if no, private we give enterprise. Voice to association. Having said that, no, 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 having said that, I'm not debating the quality of education, the IPM, I'm not debating the right class education, and a, what and a organization is which no. has created all these shady no. institutes in this Arendam, country, they what, come and try sorry, to mislead the what, public. What we are debating is the issue of this blocking of 73 URLs yeah, so that mentioned IPM. Should the IT Act be used for this? And Dabhubir has written in to us Let asking, speak is India that? following the path of China with their censorship? Is that what you said, 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 Arindam? This is my advice, online. My advice to an Arindam would be, my advice to an Arindam would be, don't block a site. When you block a site, you are giving credence to the fact that what you do is unacceptable or illegal or non-kosher. Yeah, you are so right. Is it online intimidation? Is it online intimidation? You know, my point is, please go ahead and criticize me. You see, when I call Rahul Gandhi an idiot, that is criticism. And I have the freedom of speech. But if I call him a pedophile, then I should be put behind bars. Because that's absolute defamatory. And if there is something that's absolutely defamatory, I'm going to take them to the court as well, even if they keep popping up. Because the person who initiated that, that person should be behind bars because this country has laws and you cannot go and defame somebody on online media. You call it. Google comes to me to seek advertisement. No, says, oh, you know, we are the new age media. If you are media, you cannot promote defamatory stuff. And worldwide, they are the losing it. Why you block satire sites? Satire sites have talked about your ponytail yeah, or your clothes. That, why have you blocked satire I have sites? Not, I have not blocked and I am not going to contest them. A channel partner went to the court. He felt those are defamatory. I did not. I have been made a party to it in January. Uh, when I contest, I am not going to contest anything that is news, anything. Uh, if it is based on UGC, I am going to get it removed. I am not going to contest anything that is satire, anything that is um, criticism. I am going to contest defamatory stuff. And you can't defame anybody in newspaper, in a TV channel, or online. Yugendra, what I don't understand, and Yugendra Yadav coming here, I don't understand when you, uh, Rindam Chaudhary says he's not a university, the UGC says he's not a university, what's defamatory about it? Are we missing the uh, wood for the uh, trees in a sense out here when the real <laughs> debate about, again, government ham-handed action on censorship? The question again, are we becoming like China? Go ahead, uh, Professor Yadav. China, uh, one minute, one minute, Sonia. Uh, sorry, Mr. Sorabji, uh, go ahead, sir. I'll tell you, Professor Yadav. Go ahead. Truth is always. Truth is always. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll listen to Sorabji first. Yeah. Truth is always a defense in a defamatory action.
Mm-hmm. So if anyone is complaining that he has been defamed, he should take legal proceedings. What prevents him? And in those legal proceedings, the other side can say, no, what you said is true and this is evidence that we have spoken the truth. So it's not that you can't say it. Truth is a defense in defamation. If someone says so-and-so is a scoundrel, he goes to court for defamation. <laughs> other side pose uh, evidence to show that my allegation was substantiated. And in so this I don't case, understand what the shouting is about. In this Who case, prevents him from going to court and asking for remedies? Sir, in, uh, sir, actually we have gone to the court. No, I think the point making on to then actually go on, challenge the veracity. Then go on, pursue those remedies. Yes, sir, we are doing that. But sir, this online media is a huge problem because while we are fighting in the court, on the online something defamatory is being shown to millions. So this How? new age media has to have new age rules, but which the new IT Act has. No, but let me get uh, but Professor Yadav. No, so let me get Professor Yadav in. So uh, Professor Yadav, this is bizarre. The truth is the best defense. The truth is, as the UGC says, that it's not a u- institute, uh, that it's not a university. Even Arindam says it's not a university. Absolutely, so like one lakh other So what's defamatory about it then? Professor Yadav, go ahead. Exactly. It should be there about everybody else. That's what I find funny about this particular debate and I was really hoping that today we are discussing higher education so we would have a more educated right. discussion like on I this said. subject and you know we would have less shouting and I, so on. I didn't um, think that it I was a higher education debate. I would say that two entirely separate issues. One is that of uh, uh, one is that of censorship or, you know what should be blo- blocked out etc etc and like everyone else I also feel that uh, you know the more we block website, newspaper, whatever form of sense, censorship should be the very last resort. And decisions about censorship Rare should be taken case. by extremely high uh, authorities with lot of enormous thinking and consideration. I would worry if every court, every district court in this country begins to give orders about 70 websites being blocked, 100 websites being blocked, etc. That's one part of it. I agree, I agree. The other and the more substantive questions that we are dealing with is why is it, uh, can I speak without any unsolicited comments please? Mm-hmm. Uh, the second particular aspect is about why is it that a certain institution gets worried about these things. We really need to think about it. I'm not blaming any institution because as we know what the UGC website says is a standard thing which UGC has said about hundreds of institutions. Every year unfortunately the UGC has to issue dozens and hundreds of these clarifications because we have a real problem in this country. Mm-hmm. We have institutions, fake institutions pretending to be university or university-like while they are not pretending to grant degrees when they are not entitled to. There are students who are being taken for a ride. Universities claim to have links with all kinds of great foreign universities when actually it turns out that they just had one lecturer who came to that institution. We have all these fake claims taking place in the country. And it, it is not only UGC's I hope he's not right. referring to IIPM because if he says that it's a fake duty claim, to well, I want to take students. him to court on this also. No, but uh, Please, I is it this, I isn't there some sense of bullying or intimidation? I'm can I take, please I'm say, say what I'm saying? This is only in your program. There is going to be intimidation. How can you respond to that? In your program, can I please Trying to imply it's IIPM, then that's... He's not said that at all, but I'm just going to take a quick break. And I'm going to come back to write this on Arindam. The charges made on you, this is intimidation, this is bullying when you say a uh, case of 500 crossing and someone who wrote a profile. Sohail, I want to come back to you. Just a quick break. Stay with us.
Welcome back. Arindan Chaudhary, before we went to a break, I asked you on charges that you're intimidating people. You're filing 500 crores against a magazine, 125 crores against some individual blogger. You're threatening Yogendra Yadav here. Why, why no, are you behaving? No. Isn't this online let, let intimidation? Me, okay, let me tell you. Uh, Professor Yogendra Yadav is an extremely dignified gentleman sitting and he's not the kind of face that I'm used to from UGC. I'm used to an illegal notice and then middlemen calling me up to fix prices. That's you are saying corrupt. Absolutely. That is what I am used to. And this kind of a lovely gentleman speaking, I feel actually bad that because I am here <laughs> trying to defend my institution that I had to raise my voice. That's not my issue. And as far as Caravan Magazine, uh, you know, no, the talking about... No, no, no. Oh, I have filed cases only when there is a clear-cut defamation. If somebody tells your father's degrees are fake, then... And if that so is not true... Yeah, of course. Because there is a huge institution... And every time a student we lose is 15 lakh rupees. And if I lose a thousand students, that's a lot of students. And in three, four years, I lose a lot of students. So I'm not going to take that because somebody has written something defamatory and then he has put it online. And then he's, and then my competitor employs 30 people to SEO that every night they're clicking whole night so that so next day when you search my name, something they? defamatory comes up. So I don't want to so tell. So, Hale, when we talk about this, uh, Arindam Chaudhary saying, look, these amounts, because that's how much he's losing, but you faced a defamation case as well, of again, I think, uh, a case of a 200 crores for you, some of your tweets, which you said you were happy to, whatever. 800, Whatever, so that's it. 800. That's currently in court, but the larger issue, when you have uh, figures like this flying back and forth, isn't there some sense of fear? Aren't you going to find people saying, okay, we won't take on X or X institution because we can't face the hassle? There isn't should that, be fear of defamatory stuff. No, no, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me say two things. Uh, I've, I've, you know, a case has been mm -hmm. filed on defamation against me for 800 crores by ITC and it's in two courts of law in Calcutta and in Bangalore, even though I live in Delhi. But that's a matter which is in court, and I will fight it in court because, as Soli Uncle rightly said, everything that I've said, A, is in the public domain, and truth is the perfect defense for contempt. Having said that, yeah. I think there is a fundamental point amongst the Twitterati. The Twitterati or in them don't want their voices muzzled because in this country, voices are muzzled regardless of what you do. You saw what governments or the establishment can do to any free speech. So what they will think, whether you believe it or not, is irrelevant. What they will believe is that here's Arindam Chaudhary who's using money, clout, power to get the courts to block it. The courts will issue an order because you will have fantastic lawyers. But in the process, it is a typical case of operation successful, patient dead. My advice would be, if your institute is running well, if you don't care about the UDC as 80% of India doesn't, if you don't give a rat's toss about AICTE, which no one can even know what the acronym stands for, you should be comfortable. <laughs> Wear your ponytail with delight, live happily, don't bother about these people. So he's smiling and is smiling. He he's saying he is not defamatory to say anything in his ponytail. But I do have to leave this debate here. It's a debate ponytail is, is not defamatory. No, no, that's a I have crazy hair. No, but any, I said I do have to leave this debate here. I'm sorry. It's one we'd like to continue, but we're completely 
See, whenever we talk about hair, women get very upset. But there's a larger, there's a larger issue at stake, and I think that is of online freedoms of speech and the IT Act. Rindam says he's allowed this under the IT Act. Others asked, are we becoming China? I have to leave this debate here. So I'm going to report you, Sonia, to Mr. Kardju. Because <laughs> you've cut me in the middle. <laughs> you, you're totally free to, Sohail. You can file a case against me also for many, many crores. Thanks so much, Professor Yogendra Yadav, Sohail Seth, and Arindam Choudhury for joining you. me tonight.